0: nothing i enjoy more than being a walking contradiction
1: now i'm an atheist with a guilty conscience
0: you are going to be editing overtime this week
1: welcome to the new year how we saw it listeners this is one of your hosts mike and as always the father time to my Kronos, the fulfilled new year's resolution to my holiday weight gain aaron
0: (laughs) what's up everybody it's Aaron here. Just want to let uh, let you know that you can listen to us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and Spotify, pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts. And If you dig what we're doing, leave us a review. Then come over to our Facebook group and hang out. We release all of our episode info right there. And if you'd like to check out my blog where I talk about politics, go to thevoiceinbetween.wordpress.com.
1: We're recording this in 2018, and all our listeners are in 2019 listening to us. My mind is
0: fucking blown.
1: Hello, time travelers. (laughs) May the 19th year of this millennium be much better. To put it in perspective on how long and painful 2018 was, the Tide Pod craze hit its stride in January 2018.
0: You know, that seems like decades ago. I I for one I am looking for you know because like you said our listeners are in 2019. I I am I am looking forward to the flying cars and meals that come in pill form. Yeah, I know. It's gonna be huge, huge. Few days, few days away, man.
1: Oh, we're gonna end 2018 with everyone's favorite segment for the whole episode. So let's pause so we can hear that wonderful old time intro. And now it's time for everybody's favorite segment, What's Keeping You Sane? Where? So what was the top album for you? What album kept you sane in 2018?
0: So this was like kind of a weird one for me because I, I didn't want to pick something old like that had come out like a few years earlier or anything like that. I kind of wanted to pick something current and uh i'm like i still i'm one of those people that still buys albums so uh to uh you know i only buy stuff from bands that i i pretty much follow anyway so Mm -hmm. i don't buy a lot of like i don't blind buy a lot of stuff basically is what i'm getting at so picking new stuff for me is is kind of difficult but i went with uh, an album that i had heard you know previously when it dropped on spotify and um i got it you know i got it for christmas was uh, alkaline trios is this thing cursed hmm. um i like all their stuff i know their 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 later stuff like i would say the last probably three or four albums um a lot of fans have kind of been turned off by the sound it's a little bit less punk rock and a little bit more like melodic it mm-hmm. and uh it doesn't bother me like I, I I like that stuff like they have some amazing harmonies and I love the way they write lyrics and uh they always end up having like three or four songs on their albums that really stick with me which is kind of a lot you know if you think about it you don't get usually you know you have songs that you like but you don't have a ton that really kind of get their hooks into you right um you know they're the, they're kind of the rarity when it comes to that so uh so that was my top album that was my pick for that how about you
1: I went with Church's Love Instead, a album that was released in 2018 it's a fantastic album by a fantastic band every song in that, on the album had me enthralled from beginning to end I've listened to it multiple times and the vinyl version of it came out a really cool pressed vinyl really trippy looking yeah so that was really cool I'm I'm hoping to get my new record player fixed. My Technics SL1600MK2. Your sweet new gear. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta pop it open and see if it's something I can even attempt to fix.
0: Well, fingers crossed it won't be anything too major.
1: Just uh, I was looking for the replacement cartridge for the thing and any uh, all the audio files I'll recommend. These cartridges that are like four hundred dollars. <laughs> so I think they look a little cheaper than yeah. that.
0: I wonder what two hundred dollars sounds like.
1: <laughs> I wonder what thirty bucks sounds. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have nine cents and an expired coupon. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's about it. <laughs> Moving along, what? was your top game of the year
0: this one i had a hard time nailing down just one because uh it was a pretty good year i thought um so i went with uh spider-man on the ps4 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i really loved that game i have not finished it yet because uh there was a whole bunch of big games that came out like all within like a week or two weeks of each other so i picked them all up of course and you know i move on to one game and i put the other one aside so i haven't finished spider-man yet but for the you know for the three or four weeks that i got to put heavy time into it it was a fantastic game and i can't wait to go back to it uh also red dead redemption 2 i was a big fan of the original this was uh this was the upgrade that i never thought could possibly exist to the original um it's gorgeous to look at, which I know I've mentioned that in, you know, previous episodes, how, how nice it is to look at. And I'm starting to get the hang of it. I don't I haven't been playing a ton. I've, I have was kind of in a rut for a little while. So uh, I'm, I'm, again, looking forward to getting back into it. There's a lot of stuff that you can do. Like, I think the last time I played, I spent uh, the better part of an hour just playing blackjack. That's all I did. I wasn't even playing like the actual game. I was playing a mini game <laughs> in the game. Um, so, I mean, that's how easy it is to get lost in it though. Like that's how kind of all encompassing and, and fun it is. Like it's, it's a great story so far from what I've been, uh, getting into and, uh, it's, it's, it's difficult from a gaming aspect So it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, it keeps you coming back because you want to get better at it and it's just a lot of fun uh and then lastly my uh the other pick was assassin's creed odyssey which you know i know you were playing and i'm sure you're you're way farther than i am because uh assassin's creed odyssey got replaced by red dead and that was like months ago Mm -hmm. um it it's again like they all all those games sort of look alike i mean they're all they're all basically the same um but this one i don't know it's it's like a especially nice to look at and i thought the combat was easy enough to get into uh i'm starting to get into the the newer style of combat like you've you've played games throughout the series so like i'm sure you recognize that the combat now is not what the combat was um i'm starting to get into it it's a little difficult every now and then to to remember like i'm you know my brain is trained for these games to like play a specific way and i can't necessarily play that way now i have to be be a little bit smarter about how i how i run into fights well Um, the problem
1: i ran into with it was i got to i was fighting to get to a certain level because it had gear and something else unlocked so i got to that level and then i was like well i don't really want to continue so i've played since huh
0: well i mean you know maybe to be one of those ones that you go back into
1: of course, I don't really own it. I got it through Project Stream with oh, Google. Oh, that's right. That's right.
0: Well, then I guess at least you didn't pay money. Right.
1: So <laughs> I lose it in three days. Actually. When oh, year, really? Yeah. yeah sign
0: on games. tonight and kill somebody. And right there you go.
1: I got too many new games to do that from Christmas. I know that's kind of where I am too.
0: <laughs> I got uh, I got WWE 2K19 mm-hmm. over Christmas, of course, and uh, like you know, I we we told my mom. Which, which one I wanted, and, and she just goes and gets whatever. Well, I was expecting, like, the, the just the standard edition 2K19, right? Mm-hmm. And I open it, and I'm like, I remember it being in gold or whatever. Yeah, she got me, like, the deluxe one that came with the season pass. Bam. So, yeah, so I was pretty excited. I was like, wow, all those characters that I would have, like, usually wanted to try out, but I was too cheap to buy the season pass for, now I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> so, mom just wasn't paying attention i hope i hope it's that you know she wasn't paying attention and not that like somebody that sold it to her tried to sucker her into it right so but i don't i don't think so because she's she's not stupid so
1: i can picture it too like the clerk looked up to see buying that for your teenage son yeah like, oh, no he's, like he's
0: 40 yeah <laughs> he's a mature he's a mature guy we're, we're proud <laughs> and then she could like cherry on top of it and be like, you know, he has a podcast. Like
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the only adult gift I asked for for Christmas was um a doll um a cosmetic doll head, so I could practice braiding hair because my wife really wants me to be able to braid hair. Okay, because her hair is so thick, she oh, has to have it braided. Oh,
0: I got you. So it's like to help out.
1: Yeah, so oh, she's constantly cool. getting cut where, but. She doesn't want to cut it. Right. So if learn how to braid. She doesn't have to. Then you don't have to worry about it. Well, that's good thinking. So, scoring points on my wish list.
0: Yeah. And you can, cl- you know, if anybody asks you why you have it, you can claim it's some kind of weird, like, serial killer thing. Hmm. Like, oh, that's oh, where I forget. put the skin, you know? Like,
1: I forgot. Well, let me do my game. Okay. Then, then, then say, don't forget what you were just about to say. Okay. <laughs> the top game for me was Beat Saber for PSVR. It's a music rhythm game I talked about before, where you slice apart the cubes to the beat of the music. Mm -hmm. It the thing about it that made it Game of the Year for me is the fact that my wife got so into it. Like that's a, you know, she's not a big video gamer, so when she plays a video game, or I love it because that's a shared hobby. Yeah,
0: it's that's like it's like a it's like a it's one of those things that doesn't happen all the time. So when it does, you're like extra excited about it yeah
1: exactly i mean the last time we really played a video game together was either jeopardy or donkey kong country where she's so good at it i'm so bad that she was getting frustrated
0: right like she's getting mad watching you play like don't go that way stupid (laughs) exactly (laughs) (laughs) who dies there
1: (laughs) you have a noob
0: yeah exactly exactly she's talking trash to you from the other side of the couch yeah get good I used to, I did that to the boy throughout his entire uh, Cuphead experience. Mm. He would just get so mad, which is the point of that game. Like, I I think that it's just meant to like make you fucking rage at all times. But he would get, he would go through like the same boss like 20 times and he'd be all frustrated and I'd be like, Hey, Hey, he'd look at me and be like, get good. Or this wouldn't happen (laughs) if you'd get good. He gets so mad at me. God, it was wonderful. (laughs)
1: what I was going to interject with was I've totally forgot the top book of the year, uh, category. So oh, I okay. Of, I did a lot of reading. Now you obviously probably know what my first top book is going to be is building 51 by miss Jennifer place. Good I think answer, it's Jennifer L place answer. on Amazon. Yep. Yeah. It's a great atmospheric, scary horror story about an existing building in the Hudson Valley. So you get that added. Plus, she did so much research into that building to make the passages in the book stand out and mm-hmm. be realistic. It just, that's what you want to see. You don't, a lot of horror of that genre, of that, that it's not, I wouldn't call it heady, heady, but it's getting, it's approaching that level where you get, run that fine line of just being boring and pretentious. Yeah. But she, that book was awesome it kept me enthralled throughout the pages now my other book of the year i got for christmas would be the nostalgia nerds retro tech the nostalgia nerd is an english youtuber Mm -hmm. and he just talks about old technology and stuff and in this book he has cataloged pretty much every piece of retro tech from the 70s up to synopsis on each machine and then he gives you the top game and the must-play game and the must-avoid game. So there, a lot of research and love went into this book, and I encourage anyone to check out his YouTube channel. He partners with Octavia's Kit a lot, and I've talked about her a couple of times in the past on the podcast. Yeah. So there, there are a couple of creators out there that I would definitely like to see get more followers.
0: Well, hopefully we can help hook that
1: up. Moving into another genre of entertainment that I don't find myself going towards as much this day and age and Mm -hmm. i talked about this on one of our episodes where i was exploring why i don't really find as much fun in the mass anymore as the top movie of the year yeah i guess it's apparently holmes and watson according to Metacritic. yeah
0: i heard it's uh i heard that's just a barn burner
1: (laughs) actually i went with Oh, I'm gonna I get to be the snobby film viewer and choose oh, the darling. I went with Bo Burnham's eighth grade. Okay. I think for him as a as a man child that he is <laughs> <laughs> he has such an intelligence, and emotional intelligence for depression, for fame, for that generation of YouTube star. He just has such a unique vision on the world. And he was able to meld that experience and mindset into a movie representing an eighth grade girl. It's so close to reality that most women critics I've heard talk about it say it it was almost jarring to them. It was so realistic. And it allowed anyone who watched it to get into a world that only half the population ever experiences. Right. And the best part about this movie is it's the first movie I think I've ever seen where the child, the youth, the adolescent, didn't sound like they were written by a middle-aged man. Right. You know, I hate nothing more than a child actor using language that no child speaks with.
0: Like overly smart. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like I, we made that comment about uh, the house on Haunted Hill where the, in the trailer, that girl, the way she talked was like, I would hope she was possessed because that was so off-putting it's like no child talks that way right <laughs> and it kind of took me off from wanting to see it
0: well, that makes sense
1: but yeah i would encourage anyone to check out eighth grade i'll have to
0: check it, it out i've seen a lot of like obviously i've seen a lot of people praise it but like now that you've said that you saw it and liked it i'll uh i'll look at it more serious
1: and act, the actress was Elsa fisher and she has a future in hollywood if she wants it but hopefully she gets to experience life or turns out okay <laughs> right <laughs> as most uh child actors uh, did you see the recent like resurgence of macaulay culkin
0: yeah he was on cinemasker i saw him on angry video game nerd yeah
1: he looks like he's he looks great yeah and he looks like he wants back in you know kind of yeah put himself out there and good for him yeah it was he was a touch and go there for a while
0: I, he was kind of, I'm sure he was on a lot of Deadpools.
1: Hmm. Mm. What's your top movie?
0: Well, again, I had a hard time picking just one. So uh, I guess, you know, I, I'm going to be the, I'm going to be the non-film snob. I didn't, I didn't pick. Uh, I didn't. Pick you're allowed eight. to
1: do top three. I can you, do top
0: three. Okay.
1: You're more worldly than me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. I'll go with that. All right. So I had to go with, uh, I had to go with the obvious and pick Black Panther. Just because it was a it, like, it was just a good movie. Like, well, I know it gets a lot of, I think it, like anything, if, if a bunch of people like anything like internet backlash is immediate. Mm. So I saw plenty of people that were like, no, boring, stupid, fucking, you know, SJW movie. Nope. It's good. <laughs> it's fucking fantastic. If I could, if I could live anywhere in the Marvel universe, I would want to live in Wakanda. Uh, right. Um, and then I picked Infinity War. Because, uh, you know, that was like the jaw dropping. You know, it's the it's the it's the
1: half cap
0: to the to the to the whole 10 years of Marvel movies.
1: Like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's like been a long watching, time coming. You're watching a steak perfectly cook on a grill. Yeah. And you finally got the bite into it. Now you're just waiting for the dessert. Yeah. Just chilling in the frost.
0: Yeah. And Ant-Man. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> uh, all right so i know you said i know you said three but i got more so you're just gonna have to sit with me and listen That's uh it's uh i went with solo i thought it was a lot of fun yep it caught a ton of flack and i think it's because you know uh apparently it was because people enjoyed the last jedi i think is why solo <laughs> caught a lot of flack because apparently people didn't hate that movie um. so it, it kind of came and went like nobody went to see it and uh, I did and the theater wasn't overly full and uh, it was a fantastic action movie like it was a lot of fun and the cast was great and uh, it had Woody Harrelson in it give me a fucking break right? that should be enough to get your ass in the seat right there Uh, I went with A Quiet Place I thought it was a really really well done tense movie and you would think that there being like little to no dialogue in it would would you know would get kind of weird after a while and it didn't like i would uh i would recommend that movie to anyone especially people that maybe don't necessarily watch a lot of horror like i feel like that's a movie that you could like cut your teeth on Mm. and uh Mm
1: a co-worker of my wife recommended it to her and i was surprised that they were a horror fan so like you said i think it was a it was mainstream enough to get the attention yeah
0: and uh and that was it for me on that
1: this one should get some discussion from you because even so i'm not going first because mine's very obvious but your top wrestling event or storyline i oh. <laughs> can do both if you want
0: I'll do them quick because I know I know I'm gonna l i am going to I want you to I know you wanna I know you wanna go on these. I went with the like the Royal Rumble. It doesn't matter what year, that's always my pick of the event of the year. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it more than WrestleMania. I enjoy it more than any other pay-per-view, whatever they call it now.
1: Do you enjoy it more than WrestleMania? What one do we spend together? WrestleMania,
0: um, sh- I know. But that's no, the only sh- thing I like. You know, I can, I can, I can enjoy hanging out with you and not necessarily shut up, man.
1: My fragile (laughs) ego.
0: And uh, so I went with the Royal Rumble, and I went with uh, every single NXT takeover.
1: (laughs) Just can't pick one.
0: All of them. I don't. I and I. I don't think I should have to. As an American, I don't have to choose. I could say all of them because they're all fantastic in their own way. Uh, Mm. If. If you've ever been curious as to what makes people enjoy wrestling like if you're not a wrestling fan and you say to yourself what the hell do these idiots see in this (laughs) then my suggestion to you is to sit down and watch an nxt takeover from open to close and then you will understand
1: well for me i'm gonna surprise you with the event okay i think i think the top wrestling event of the year was all in okay which was put on by Cody Rhodes and the young bucks. The thing that makes it unique and special enough to be a top of my list is the fact that it wasn't put on by WWE or any other big company. It was put on by a couple of guys and it showed that independent wrestling can strive in the United States. It's not just a Japan thing. It's not just a, a local thing. And it, it's good. It makes the future brighter so that good wrestlers and good performers don't have to have the only goal to make money to join the WWE. They can tell their stories, they can live their lives, and not have to succumb to that lifestyle yeah. of a WWE superstar.
0: They, they don't have to get churned up in the machine. Right. They can make right. a living on their own terms.
1: Because the, the thing that will make WWE better for the wrestler and for the fan is competition right there's no competition for them so why should they treat their health any better and why should they care what their if their products any good they're still making money over hand over fist and their deal with saudi arabia is billions of dollars same with their deal with fox so they don't really have a reason to worry
0: right yeah nothing nobody's good. coming for them
1: <laughs> they have no reason to be good But, despite themselves, the storyline that they tried to suppress and tried to go another way was, of course, Becky Lynch. And I've gone on numerous times and rants about Becky Lynch, so I won't bore the audience with that again. But suffice it to say, she made herself the number one wrestler of the year stateside, I would argue, worldwide.
0: Mhm I would I would agree with that.
1: And I think it's a great thing for women. And I think it's a great thing for wrestling as a whole. Especially the way she handles it because she's saying I'm the man. Because she's the top of her business. So yeah. it's blurring that line that women's wrestling is not a style of wrestling. Women's wrestling is
0: wrestling. It is wrestling. Yeah. It's not a style. Style is like tag team
1: Hmm. so amen to becky lynch may 2019 be even better for her Hell yeah and if it's better for her it's better for all of us that's right which leads us into what would you say your top match of the year was
0: i had uh i had a three-way tie uh now i didn't see all in so uh i have uh you know my picks are going to be primarily WWE-based. Uh, I went with the uh, this year's War Games, which was always one of my favorite WCW matches anyway. Um, right. For anybody that doesn't know what it is, they take two rings and they put them together, like you push them together, you know, like you're pushing hotel beds together. Um, <laughs> and then they put a cage over it. Now, in previous years, the cage also had a roof to it, like a, a chain-linked roof or whatever. And this year... They, they went without that. Um, I'm assuming probably just because, uh, ricochet was in there and he would have killed himself with the, you know, hitting the chain link that many times. Um, it was a fantastic match. It was, uh, it was tense. It was, it was violent. Uh, you know, but not in that way, you know, everybody, you know, you think violence and everybody's like, oh, you know, if it's not blood, it's not, it's not violent. And this proves that to be wrong. This match managed to be vicious as hell uh, and worth every minute I put into it. Uh, The Johnny Gargano, Alistair Black match was fantastic. I, I just so many stiff hits and just it went from the ring to the outside to back into the ring to off into where like the lights and the sound stuff is. It was it was just constant back and forth, and then you know.
1: Satan himself shows up. Yeah,
0: Satan himself shows up. The Black Heart, Tomasso Champa. You know, and then you flash like, you 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 gotta you gotta throw in the factor that that, that Gargano, who was the absolute darling of the crowd, is the heel.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like he's the bad guy. Yeah, it it's just you know it was just brilliant, and my last pick. Uh, I, I figure you'll probably approve for the most part was the Becky Lynch Charlotte Flair Oscar ladder match WWE likes to say like you know first time on things and you throw in a women's ladders match and uh, those matches are pretty vicious you know people fall and people get smacked into things that you wouldn't normally get smacked into and you land weird And uh, you know Becky Lynch it was cool to see her doing this match coming off that injury Mm-hmm. you know cuz there was a lot of risk to it yeah um and i thought that they did a really decent job of letting everybody stand out like everybody had their section like you know becky lynch got her moves in and charlotte got her moves in and oscar got her moves in and and obviously the big payoff for me not that i wasn't upset that becky lynch didn't retain the title but I was very happy. Oh, stop it. I was very happy that Oscar got the belt because uh, while Becky Lynch had a banner 2018, Oscar did not.
1: No, no.
0: So I felt like she had kind of earned it. You know, she, she came in off that, that really, really long undefeated streak and then lost in kind of a bullshit match against Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania. And then she was kind of a joke. Like, I don't know if they were trying to make her pay or do I don't know what the deal was. I, I don't understand. Maybe they didn't like it because her English isn't that good. And, you know, for promos and shit like that. I don't know. I don't know. Wrestling is kind of uh, a wealth of shitty people doing shitty things for shitty reasons. Um, So I don't know what the deal was with that, but I'm glad that she's got the belt. I don't know. You know, maybe she holds on to it for a while. Maybe she doesn't, but she still got that that moment. And I thought that that made the match, you know, all the more kind of. Exciting for me. Hmm.
1: Now, my top match was Alfonso, the leaping tiger, versus Friedrich, the shooting snake. This happened in a small indie federation in South America that none of you dweebs, oh, you did it, would know about. You did it? No. <laughs> <laughs> now my, my top match was charlotte and becky last woman standing okay this batch showed that wwe women are no longer the dainty bra and panty match women and brought them to the level of their male counterparts parts this has much emotion as gargano versus champa last man standing in enough heat and enough motion behind it that you really felt these were two people beating the shit out of each other because they could not stand each other yeah and charlotte i mean didn't want to be there she was friends with becky thought she was friends with becky you know she didn't realize she was stepping on becky or she knew and was using her and just figured her yeah and her lapdog bit her back and she was able to play that perfectly and the cathartic release of Becky winning that match was just amazing. It really opened the door for women's wrestling for the rest of the year and into the future.
0: So yeah, I totally time. agree. How do you feel about uh how do you feel about the fact that now it's not such a big it's not such a big uh shock when a when a women's match main events? Hmm. How do you feel when, about that?
1: When we see a WrestleMania main event being a women's match will know. That'll
0: be the one, right? Like, that's the that's the milestone.
1: That is the measuring stick right there. You
0: think it's going to happen this year?
1: I think it depends on what happens in January. If the me- momentum for each yeah. person can keep up, and if they keep certain people out of the picture, you know, it would help a lot
0: yeah yeah
1: so here's to 2019 the year of becky
0: here here i'm i'm fully on board with that
1: changing years your top tv show or netflix show We'll combine the two because netflix is tv right now. yeah pretty
0: much uh i picked the marvel netflix shows mm-hmm. i loved all of them I or will be I will be sad to see them go. I am sad to see some of them go. But uh it, it I I feel like they have uh I feel like they have decent replay value. You know, a little while from now I'll be able to go back and kind of watch them all in order again. Except maybe Iron Fist season one. That's terrible. Yeah. There was a bad there was a sad thing about that show is that season one was as bad as season two was good.
1: Boy, found a stride in season Yeah, five. yeah.
0: Like they were like, Oh wow, this actually could could be decent and then they were like ha, we're taking it away i mentioned it on another episode there was a show called and mics with mm. uh jeff ross and david tell which right. is fantastically funny um they just kind of roast each other and people in the audience and there's you know pe- celebrities that have come comedians that have come to see them perform and they bring people up and they you know it, it's fun it's definitely worth you know like they're like half hour episodes so you really can't go wrong with it so definitely check them out
1: Mm. mine is the the good place it found its stride in its third season on abc Mm -hmm. it's a comedy about people who were sent to hell and about or heaven i should say and about their wacky adventures there, Mm -hmm. but it was able to take itself out of its basic premise that looked like it was just a one-trick pony. Right. It was able to break out of that like so many shows fail to do. Yeah. And the breakout performance in it was by Darcy Carden. She plays a robot-type character, and part of her, one of the episodes, the ultimate episode of the season, she... The every other cast member took on the form of her. So this actress had to act like she was the other characters acting.
0: Wow. So she had to be herself as like six different people.
1: Yeah. And she was able to do it amazingly. Like if they're all dressed the same, you could tell who she was acting as. And it was like those people were actually inside her skin. Huh. It's uh, probably one of the best comedic performances I've seen in decades or years, or, you know. Wow. So hopefully she gets an Emmy or something for that. Or at least
0: a nomination, Those so those yeah. help, too. Yeah.
1: Okay, so because we have a lot of political selection sections in our podcast, let's go with this one. Top Trump Lie.
0: This was hard, dude. This was like worse than a needle in a haystack because he lies so much. It was like a needle in Kansas. So I kind of, I kind of painted with a broad stroke. Uh, uh, his insistence that he's always being mistreated, mm. it just it drives me insane. And and the fact that he usually pairs it together with speaking about himself in the third person, mm. I don't understand how anybody doesn't see this as like some sign of mental illness. Because if I was just walking around in a, in, in like a mall or something and referring to myself in the third person, eventually somebody would call the cops because it's (laughs) off-putting and it's not normal. There's no need to speak about yourself in the third person. There's also no need to like, feel like you're constantly being persecuted. Jesus Christ. Like you're, you're not only the president, but you're like absurdly wealthy. How persecuted could you possibly be? Even even if people hate you, like at the end of the day, don't you still kind of sleep OK? Like, I guess maybe in his case, no, because he gets up like mad early to tweet and things like that. I don't know. Maybe that's just what he needs. Like maybe needs, somebody needs to slip something into his milk or something or Diet Coke or whatever his fat face is drinking down the gravy <laughs> he's probably, sipping. Um, it's probably a
1: milkshake for McDonald's.
0: Right. Ugh. Like, I don't know. Drop a couple sleeping pills in there and let him let him ride it out for a day or three, (laughs) you know, for all of us, really. Um, And and this wasn't so much a top Trump lie as it was maybe one of my favorite things about 2018 with him was the fact that all of his old tweets have started to come back. There's a whole
1: subreddit on Reddit that's called Trump Criticizes Trump. Really? They up all the old tweets. Oh, God.
0: I might have to go. I might have to go perusing on that. That sounds fantastic. Like you know, like you want to if you want to be like super current about it. Like he, he made that comment, you know, back in the day that if you know the president, the president's at fault if the government shuts down, that he should she be fired, fired because of it. <laughs> okay. Put your money where your mouth is, please. He doesn't have
1: any money. <laughs> he does. I know.
0: I know. It's all it's all tied up in rubles um other than that i mean he's just it's hard to pick a top lie because he's just Mm -hmm. every time he opens his like he lies so much i don't even know if his name is actually donald trump (laughs) like maybe his name is melania and he's flipping it around and like screwing with us
1: well technically it's trump
0: that is trump (laughs) yeah so he you know he, he started a lie this is what we went in with you think that would, you think when they changed that, it was like in Robin Hood Men in Tights, where they're like, you changed it to latrine. Oh, it used to be shithouse. Like, <laughs> I feel like that's how it was with Trump. Like, Trump, ah, phew. like, like when the Iron Sheik would spit on the ground, like, ah,
1: phew. well, for me, it was the Republicans support protections for people with pre existing conditions. This lie encompasses a whole party platform mm-hmm. and brought out how cold hearted and ugly these people are. And I think this lie was huge for the district you and I live in, because our Republican congressman ran on that he wouldn't vote against the pre-existing portion. He told a constituent straight to her face yeah. that he would not vote against it, and he voted against it.
0: Because... I saw that very commercial where they showed him saying that to that that person. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I saw it at least six or 7,000 times. <laughs>
1: And it really showed how heartless the core of the party is. And my wife wants me to bring up the fact that he has promised that Mexico will build the wall. Yes. will pay for the wall. And why is the government shut down over this if Mexico's paying?
0: Yep. First they were going to pay. And then uh, and then they were going to pay us back, which is already a bad step. Like, you can't go from where they're going to pay us to they're going to pay us back. Like, that's a sure way of saying you're like, you're never getting your money and then and then all of a sudden we were going to pay for it like well you know i think he i think he would do himself a huge service if he would like uh, he is he going to alienate his base yes but those people get pissed off about everything so there's only so you know you're going to just have to deal with it at some point but he should just come out and be like look the wall ain't happening not the way i said it was going to happen it's not possible like, he, he might save face with, like, non-idiots if he if he said that he, he he you know, he kind of, you know, didn't mean it that way.
1: He can, I mean, I I can see the way he could spin it is blame it on the Democrats, you know. Right, Mexico he's pretty good at that. It, but the Democrats talked them out of it. Yeah. You know, it's, it doesn't matter if it's not true or not, his base will eat it right up.
0: Right, yeah, like, we know it's not true. Like, as soon as he opens his mouth, as soon as that first sound, like, ah, you know, as soon as that sound is made, it's just a lie from there forward.
1: Oh, politics. Let's bring it back to top podcast moments.
0: All right. So this one, you know, obviously this one's a little funny because you thought you meant, you know, when you said top podcast moments, you meant like on any podcast. Right. And and, and (laughs) I thought you were going to be like egocentric and selfish like I'm being and, and (laughs) pick stuff from our own podcast. So I went with stuff from our own podcast. Uh, So the top podcast moment for me was our, like, honestly, it was our very first intro. So yeah, that was huge. That was like, you know, that still kind of gives me that, like, Oh, I can't believe we did it sort of feeling. Um, One of the other ones was like watching you get more comfortable and better every week. Like, I haven't gone back to listen to the earlier stuff. You know, like, I listen to it. I listen to it when you send me the, 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 you know, the file to, to, to check over. And then I usually listen to it again when it comes out. So, you know, I, I listen to them like twice. Um, so, but I'm betting if I went back and listened to the very first episode and compared it to how you sound now, it would be like night and day. Like, you, you've just gotten really damn good at this.
1: So should we record the first episode for the fourth time? No, we
0: absolutely <laughs> should not. Uh, and, and the other thing was uh, it, the, the feeling. I don't know how it was for you. Like, I remember we got excited about it in the beginning. But every time you told me we were on, like, a new platform, it was like I won mm-hmm. an award. Like, I was walking up like, thank you. Thank you. You really like me.
1: Thank you. Thank Art- you itunes accepted us yeah
0: yeah i know like they don't accept Spotify. anybody like it's some kind of exclusive club <laughs> we love you itunes thank you don't kick us off leave us a review <laughs> uh and uh and then you just yeah <laughs> you had said pick you know pick pick mine too so i picked yours too and uh it was a two it was a, it was a tie between the the, t- the time you said motherfucker <laughs> which which has always made me laugh thinking about it since then and uh and i'm gonna go with the entire sarah huckabee sanders arc from from your first mention of her with the the, the disdain dripping from your voice to uh this past week's episode when she she wrote you that email i feel like that was a huge that was a huge story that uh, that we gave you here <laughs> um That was it for my top podcast ones, like I said. So, uh,
1: 2018 is over. Yeah. Thankfully. So, thank you for tuning in for 2018. Here's to 2019, where we hopefully will have 52 new episodes. Maybe we'll drop one or two off in between there, but. Yeah. I'm comfortable with putting 52 more episodes out. Works for me. And as always, thank you for listening and have yourself a wonderful night.
0: Later, y'all.